Hi there, Scott Rockfile back with a podcast for you. Going to talk about some video nerd stuff. So if you're not into this, you won't be very excited with this podcast. I'm going to one, readdress the Exorcist 4K uh, video that I talked about in a recent podcast. I'm also going to talk about the Steelbook that the new movie Fall came in because I didn't really mention that much in the review. And in between, we will probably talk a little bit about movie stuff. So that's what this is about. So first up, as I've said many times, I've been in radio and the media all my life. I've always had surround sound since the early days. My current system is modest by standards like audiophile standards. I didn't spend thousands and thousands of dollars on my gear, but I did highly research and highly choose my stuff to be able to tell you if a movie looks good or not, if a movie sounds good or not, in whatever format it comes in. I have mostly Blu-rays, but I'm starting to get more and more 4Ks. I don't get as many movies these days just because I'm just more select in what I want to keep forever. And there's just not that many movies coming down the pipe that I want a copy of. So with all that being said, I talked about The Exorcist recently and gave it pretty high marks in the video. And still for about 75% of the movie, I would say that is true. That is a fact. This is the best that those parts of the movie ever looked. But there are some highly questionable scenes, a few that I missed because it was probably late in the evening when I was watching it. And by the time I got that far in the movie, I wasn't really critiquing the video. But I did go back and rewatch some scenes that other reviewers had mentioned they had trouble with. And some I found I didn't have trouble with and others I found had just as much. So I would have to dock my score a little bit on the video for Exorcist. Is it still the best version of the movie you can get? Absolutely. Um, I still haven't watched the extended director's cut. I will at some point. But the regular version, it looks good, but there's some things they could fix. And maybe we'll get a, a replacement disc. I don't know if it's that bad. Because, like I said, the first time watching it, I didn't catch it. But looking for it, especially during the exorcism scene, there's massive amounts of DNR and some crush and some overblowns and all that kind of stuff. Some of the other things that people have critiqued, well, if the colors look a little more brighter or a little more overblown, sometimes that's inherent in the transfer of, of, of actual film elements to the modern HDR algorithms and kind of things. It's doing the best it can. And... I still think of that as probably how it looked in the movie theater. As I mentioned in my review, I didn't see Exorcist in the theater originally, but a lot of these other older movies I did. And I remember how they looked. And like Dragon Slayer looked really dingy, which looks really great on 4K now. They really not so much cleaned it up, but that's the best version of the film. Back in the day, you didn't know if you were getting a what generation of the film you got. Sure, opening weekend was great, but if you saw it at a dollar theater later... You might have gotten a, a really crappy copy that's been through a thousand different, well, several different projectors and chewed up and spit out and re-spliced together and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, that's the old days. These days we get digital and most of the theatrical presentations are great. And those files are almost directly transferred to 4K to a certain extent. Most theaters broadcast in 4K. Those projectors are pretty much the you know higher end versions of stuff you can get at home right now. And Dolby Atmos Sound, while they it supports much more channels in the theatrical version. But other than that, you're getting approximate mixes and video that is arguably almost as good as you can get in the theater. So, Exorcist, I said in my review it was not as good as 2001 A Space Odyssey, that it was not as good as Enter the Dragon. And it's not. 
but it's better than it's looked. And I don't have the Blu-ray handy to compare them, but my, the U.S. Steelbook edition of the 4K, it came with two 4Ks of the two movies and none of the Blu-ray stuff. I don't know why. Warner Brothers has made some questionable decisions. And that brings us to another questionable decision. They released uh, Evil Dead, the new one, Evil Dead Rise, on 4K and Blu-ray earlier this year. And I really had to bite the bullet and not buy it because I own every single thing Evil Dead. I own every single thing Evil Dead in steelbooks. <laughs> and the only one I don't have in 4K is the recent remake or reboot or whatever. And I will be getting that one, but I already have a steelbook, so I don't, you know, anyway. So... When it came out in 4K, it had no extras on it and was reasonably priced. But still, I was like, ah, oh, they got it, you know. And so there was a steelbook overseas in Europe that I was going to import. But it was expensive, and then it was hard to get. And I was just like, eh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'll wait for Black Friday and just pick up this bare-bones 4K that's out there. Well, lo and behold, a few months later, they announced that it was going to get a steelbook with some extras and in 4K. And it's like, you couldn't do this when the movie was coming out? You do it on a lot of other things when they're coming out. So anyway, long story short, I'll have a review of Evil Dead Rise in 4K soon. I did a theatrical review because I saw it in the theater. I will compare, and I'm very excited to get a steelbook. Now that brings us to steelbooks. I don't have to have every movie in steelbook, but like I said before, Lionsgate and a few other companies are really knocking them out of the park. Paramount started to get involved in them. They're doing some really good ones. Um, Universal has done some lately that was a surprise, but they dabbled in media books and stuff, which was the lower budget steel book. I have a few media books. I wish I didn't. Um, they break in a different place. They don't have the same kind of spine. So a lot of collectors don't like media books. Back in the day, some movies only came that way. Some movies were released in that and then in steel book, like the first Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams one. Um, I believe it was the first movie or the second movie. Maybe both of those were originally media books and later steel books. So anyway, Steelbook is a brand name and it's a certain kind of steel packaging for movies and music and whatever else. Video games use them a lot. And Lionsgate and, and the few others that I mentioned are starting to do things like really cool artwork, slip covers and that kind of thing. Marvel has always done steel books, but has really doubled down on some really creative artwork lately. Colorful stuff. And so going back to Lionsgate, they have knocked them out. When they started this a couple of years ago to re-release some of their older 4Ks and new Steelbook editions and new movies in these Steelbook editions, they almost always come with a plastic slipcover that somehow works with the artwork. Like take, for example, the Reservoir Dogs one that's out of print now. When you take the slipcover off, the ear of the dude comes off like it does in the movie. It's funny. And the title of the movie is in the blood. Anyway, the artwork works with the steelbook a lot of the times, and it's really incredibly well done. And they've done a diverse set of movies, everything from Angel Heart to Terminator 2, um, which is pretty bad 4K, by the way. Um, anyway, Fall, another questionable thing. They released Fall last year in a Blu-ray, and then this year, the only way to get in 4K is to get this Lionsgate exclusive at Best Buy steelbook. And it's amazing artwork. I didn't even mention that in the review of the movie. 
It's got the kind of the movie poster, which is them in a bright day with birds flying around. They're on top of the thing. They've added a little unrated thing because the movie, to get a PG-13, they had to cut over 30 instances of the F word out of it to get a PG-13 rating. And I guess they've inserted those movies. I I didn't catch a lot of it. But then again, in that kind of situation, I would say that word quite a bit if I were in that particular predicament. So the Steelbook is on the front and back like the poster, daylight, the girls, the artwork. It's really nice. But you take the slipcover off, it's really the same artwork, but at night. And it's gorgeous. And the two work together to give a good background to the logo on the front. Um, there's added extras in it. And this was all for like 21 bucks. So, you know, but the questionable decision is why only release this in 4K in one retailer? Best Buy is shrinking. There, we walk into a store. There's very few Blu-rays, DVDs, and 4Ks on the shelves. A lot of them are down to like one shelving unit, which is really scary. So, I understand having a limited edition thing. That's kind of what I like about the Steelbooks. Another thing I like about Lionsgate: if you get them when they first came out, come out before they reprint any of them, it says first pressing. It's got this laser etching on the inside of where the Blu-ray opens. Um, and I've bought a couple that I missed the first time around that they've brought back out, and it doesn't have that. It still remains to be seen if that's going to be worth any more money, but don't you like kind of having something that says first pressing across, you know, in a little secret place that only you knew where that's written? It, like I said, this is a podcast for collectors. You're probably bored by now. Sorry. So anyway, the Fall Steelbook is amazing. Um, I'm talking to a friend of mine in Montgomery. We used to work together, and um, he's the one who recommended I watch the movie, and he's surprised that I waited this long to watch it, so am I. But I finally reached out to him right after watching the movie. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, this movie. And he's like, I know, right? It's become one of his favorite movies to watch, and he hates heights, he, whatever. So he had no idea there was a steel book, and I sent him the link, and he's going to buy it immediately because, it, well, you can still get it. The, these, when they come out, you never know if they're gonna, how limited they're going to be. There's some that come out that sit there. And, and Best Buy has them for a year or two. And they put them on sale every once in a while, and they still don't sell out of them. And then they eventually put them on clearance. They usually sell out. And then, like, Lionsgate brought back the Dread one and the Terminator 2 one and a couple others that were out of print. Okay, good. But some of these others, like Angel Heart, that one came out, first pressing, nothing left. Uh, the Man Who Sold the World. That one, or not The Man, The Man Who Fell to Earth. Sorry, I quoted a song from David Bowie, not the movie from David Bowie. The Man Who Fell to Earth is available, and I think it's almost sold out. And once it is, I don't know that they're going to repress that one because this was kind of a limited thing for them to have the rights anyway. So if you are a fan of Steelbooks, if you're a fan of the movie Fall, the only way you could get it 4K is to get this darn Steelbook, and it is $15 cheaper than it would be normally on 4K anyway. So why not? But yeah, it's a great steel book, and I didn't mention that in my review. So there was a little revisionist podcast and, and gave you a little depth on why we collect these things. I do have all the Marvel movies in steel books. I have just given up that dream of not being able to do that. So when one goes on, on pre-order, it's just instantly ordered and comes. Now, I'll mention this. This is a weird thing that happened recently. Um, my... Debit cards that function as credit cards, like most debit cards do, from PayPal and Venmo stopped last month working that way. They won't work as a credit card, i.e., if you buy something for 20 bucks and you don't have 20 bucks in your account, they would come pull it out of your account and top your account up kind of thing. They've stopped working that way. So if you don't have the money in your Venmo or your PayPal, your SOL, if you have one of those cards, 
So when I was buying one of these steel books, the Evil Dead Rise, I wanted to pay with PayPal because I had some money in there. And it offered me a four payment deal where it split the payments into four equal payments and charged you nothing extra for that. There was no finance fee. There's no interest. There's no whatever, no extra tax. It literally broke up what the one payment would be into four. Now, $30 or whatever it was is not a big deal. But that they did that and just offered it, I don't know, kind of like putting something on layaway. That was, a, that was weird. I haven't had that before. I've had a firm and some of these other things offer to do payment systems and usually on bigger things, items that were $100, $200 or things. But this was a $30 steel book and they wanted to split up, you know, in, in four $6 payments or whatever, $7 and change payments. Anyway, things to think about when you're collecting movies. Folks, It the writing is on the wall that media is going away. Vinyl has brought back some music stuff. CDs are still dwindling. I mean, both CDs and, and vinyl are still selling, but movies are starting to dwindle with the streaming services. But you're already seeing the problem with that. These streaming services are now charging more because they have to create more content. I can't tell you the number of people who tell me all the things they watch on streaming. And I had to respond today that in the last seven days, I've watched two movies on 4K disc and one episode streaming on Disney Plus of Ahsoka. That was all the TV I watched this week. It doesn't pay, make sense for me to pay for Netflix, Disney Plus, and all these other services if they're not creating content that I watch almost on a daily basis, right? I mean, 20, 25 bucks a month when you're getting into the 4K streams and things like that and uh, apply that to multiple streaming services. Yeah, they all start at five, 10 bucks, 12 bucks, whatever, but... I don't like ads and I want the best streaming quality, the best audio quality I can get. So streaming services are, are becoming cost prohibitive. Like I said, they would be a couple years ago when people were ditching cable to go to streaming services. Now, you know, networks are struggling. Cable companies, if you do have one uh, up here, we don't really have cable per se. So you're stuck with the apps on your streaming TV or PlayStation, your Xbox, whatever, your Roku. It's a different world we live in. So I'm getting back to the point that media is going away. If you really love a movie, if you really love an album, go buy it. Have a copy. Nobody will ever be able to take that away from you. As long as you have a player, you will be able to play it. I, I don't know how to make a, a more logical uh, argument. Well, I don't want to keep a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not saying everything. I've got collector friends who literally buy every release that comes out on Blu-ray and 4K every week. They spend thousands of dollars a month on home video stuff. I don't know when they have time to watch all the stuff. Maybe that's all they do is watch stuff. And that's great. I used to buy a lot of releases every Tuesday when they came out. And these days I pick and choose a lot. Um, Cause I'm like you, I'm downsizing. I'm getting older. I don't want to keep as much stuff, but still my favorite movies, my favorite albums. I want to be able to pull out 2001, a space odyssey. Anytime I want to watch it and have the best presentation possible. I don't want to have to look up and see what streaming service is on, whether it's got all the Dolby Atmos or HDR or whatever on it. Doesn't have to be every movie, doesn't have to be every album. If you like Leonard Skinner, if you like Marilyn Manson, if you like U2, The Cars, you name it, Rolling Stones have a new album coming out. Buy the album if you want the album and keep it. Don't just listen to it on a streaming service and go, that's oh, okay. I love the fact that there are artists today who are pushing the fact that buy the vinyl. Take it out. Do what we did back in the 70s and 80s. You know, spend some time with the album. Maybe turn off the lights. Stephen Wilson said that in a recent interview. 
We all used to listen to music that way. Lose ourselves in the album. Do that. Same with movies. Turn off the lights. Turn off your phone and get into that movie for an hour and a half or two hours. If it's one of your favorites, own a copy of it. Then you're not slave to streaming services or quality. That's all I'm saying. And again, this was about Exorcist and primarily a fall steelbook to watch that movie in the best presentation possible. It looked fine on Blu-ray. It looks amazing in 4K. Anyway, I'll be able to pull it out and have that palm-sweating experience every time I want to have that without having to worry about looking it up somewhere. Looks good on the shelf, too. So buy physical media. If you're into movies and music, please just go buy some things, you know, some of your favorite things, and keep them. And keep them with you. Put them on a shelf. Do a, you know, do a display or something. But love these things because this is these are works of art. And eventually, you're going to be a slave to whoever's streaming them if you ever want to listen or watch them again. And I don't ever want to be that. I want to be able to pull it off a shelf and put it on. Listen to it. Watch it. Enjoy it. Put it back. Revisit it when I feel like it. There's not thousands of things like that, but there are a few hundreds. A few hundreds? Sorry. Anyway, rambling a little bit. You have a great day. Thank you for listening to this. This was for the nerds, the collectors. Just some thoughts. More podcasts on the way. Thank you for subscribing and have a spectacular.